Hello, and welcome to Automating Success Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Langton, and with me as always, my co-host and daughter, Julia Langton. I'm a serial entrepreneur and president of Langton Group, working towards uniting the landscaping industry and helping everyone to not only survive, but thrive during the upcoming automation revolution. Our goal with this show is to inspire all of our listeners to incorporate automation into their business and maximize the associated benefit for your business and employees by sharing experiences, insights, and amazing interviews with the best thought leaders in the industry. We will also be chronicling the growth of mine and Julia's newest automation-focused startup venture, Automated Outdoor Solutions. Now let's get the show started. Hello, welcome to Automated Success. I am your host, Joe Langton, and this is my co-host and daughter. Julia Langton. Don't call me Julie. Please. Do not call her Julie, for the love of God. Don't, it, don't it call her Julie. It gets mixed up a lot with a lot of people. My, Julia, though. Our, our podcast producer right now is probably going, oh, shit. But it's not, it's not just him. No, it's, there's so many times I send emails, and I'll be like, Julia, and then they write me back, and they're like, Julie. I'm like, no, this is not it. Anyways. It, to, be, to be fair, I think we have a pretty easy name, Langton, but everybody says Langston and Langdon and a million different things. So sometimes people can help themselves. You win some, you lose some. Anyways, so Joe Langton here, Julia Langton there. Um, Want to thank you for listening to our first episode of Automating Success, but this is not the first take. This, this is, is actually the third take today. Third take. Um, so little crazy thing to get us started here today. First take, I totally mess up. I didn't uh, end the session. Anyways, our producer says this is a very normal thing people do when they uh, do their podcast, but I was pretty, pretty upset about it. So then we did the second one. Then oh. someone's breaking into our Zoom call yeah, to hack we, us. I mean, seriously, we, we felt like we crushed it. Um, and then we got hacked in the middle of a Zoom call. It says they're stealing my personal information. It, was, it got a little crazy for a minute. But, uh, you know, we this. so this is what Julie and I do. See, we're still smiling big. We take everything that happens. And I mean, says, we started this at, what, 2? And it's 8 or it's 6.30. 6.30, yeah, not 8. We'll probably be 8 by the time we're done. But, <laughs> but, but you take all the crap that actually happens and, uh, you know, just kind of make the best of it. So... You know, I guess it's a it's a good start for entertainment for our uh, new podcast we're producing together. So something I'll say right out of the gate that, that we're super proud of is, according to our producer, and I, I really want to get more proof of this, but we're the only father-daughter podcast um, in this type of uh, segment. So I think we're, uh, we're pretty proud, right? Ecstatic. Ecstatic. She didn't look ecstatic when I was saying it. She was paying too much attention or if she was getting a text message on that iPhone she's got stacked up there. I saw her. But anyhow, we'll let it pass. You didn't need to expose me, but that's all right. It's what yourself. he does. It, it's, it's what I do. So so today, this is what's gonna we're gonna get down to it. So we're gonna stop the pointless banter. So um, typically I will be asking other entrepreneurs like myself, manufacturers of uh, outdoor automation um, to be on this podcast. And uh, just be given some industry um, takes and advice on how you can be successful with automation, 
uh, monitoring productivity and just learning about other entrepreneurs and what they're doing and hopefully will inspire some entrepreneurial spirit with this podcast. Um, you know, women in business, uh, hope to be an inspiration to that. Um, when it comes to business succession, you know, most people want to have some sort of succession, you know, father to son. I, I'm a father to daughter. So hopefully we're going to inspire some, uh, some people uh, that might be interested in that. So Julie and I think we have a lot of uh, quality content to offer, and we hope that you guys agree. One of the things that we're actually going to even be doing with this podcast, we're trying to figure out, you know, I'm 41, she's 19, and we seem to be arguing a lot about our podcast music. So, you know, even something we're going to do, we want to try to be interactive is through Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, we're going to air different songs at the beginning of these podcasts, maybe the one I want for my interview, one she wants when I interview her, and then you guys get to vote and kind of narrow it down and tell us what we should play. So please, please vote for me because I, I don't like his options. All of them are bad. Anyways. You guys decide. I'm, I'm not going to even try to sway you one way or another. I think the music's <laughs> going to speak for itself, but that's it. So, um, so anyways, so Julia today is going to interview me. Um, and then in the next podcast episode that we pray and hope that you're going to tune into, I'll be interviewing her. And then from there, we'll start interviewing people um, that I see as a mentor or other businesses that we see to be as successful, if not more successful than our businesses, um, different manufacturers, uh, things like that. Um, and we'll go from there. So um, so, uh, yeah, we'll so I don't know. start it off. Julius wants to yeah. kick it off. But we'll kick it off. Pretty basic. Tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, your family, your first job, everything and more. Maybe your bad music tastes. Whatever you got. All right. So first of all, you just kicked off a bunch of things there. So <laughs> so we might have to keep me more bullet pointed. Um, so, all right. Family. All right. So family. Um, I'm from family of five. I'm the oldest son. I'm also the largest son. I <laughs> like to say that my brother John hates that I always bring it up, but it's the truth. Um, I uh, have two great parents that have been together, happily married still all my life. Um, Dave and Liz Langton. My dad um, was a union laborer, um, then went from that to working at City of Elgin uh, Streets Department. Loved his job, loved the people he worked with. My mom worked at uh, the rec center, City of Elgin. Um, so they are both city employees. My sister Vicky is very, very smart woman, uh, trauma nurse at Loyola. My, uh, my brother John is co-owner of all of the businesses that we're going to talk about here today and in the future. Um, my brother Matt worked for John and I a little bit when he was going to college, but now uh, he's a special needs teacher um, and a dean uh, at the local school district, really doing uh, great things. And then my youngest sister, Maria, who I like to call one of the bookends of the family. Um, I say because we're two good looking people and what better to be the bookends, but uh, that pisses off all my other brothers and sisters too, which I'm sure they'll be pissed off when they're listening to this. And they know I say it with just pure fun and joking. Um, but anyhow, uh, she's also a nurse at Loyola. And uh, I don't know, kind of much like my brother, John and I get to work together all the time. Those two carpool together to work. I actually feel bad for my brother, Matt. He's the only person that doesn't get to do that. Um, 
so family, that's family. My mom is a, my, my parents are devout Catholics. Um, you know, I was born and raised Catholic. Uh, when it comes to faith, I'm kind of, uh, kind of like just neutral, I guess, to it at this point. Um, my mom hates it, hates when I say that, but, uh, just being honest, this is where I am in life right now. Um, I'm going to call myself a non-believer. I'm just not, uh, I'm not going to church every Sunday. Tries when I'm nuts. But uh, anyhow, that's that's that. Uh, family background, a little yeah, bit of religious like background. Yeah, first job maybe? So my first job, I actually was a carry out at Menards. Um, actually, that's where I met my now ex-wife at, at, at Menards. We went to such a big high school, believe it or not. We went to the same high school together and didn't even realize that she was a year older than me. And it took working at Menards to realize that we went to the same school together. Um, but and I end up, uh, you know, end up getting married early on in my life. Um, yeah, you were my age. Right? Yeah, I was 19 years 19. old. I engaged at 19. Um, anyhow, uh, we were talking about work, though. So yeah. Menards, <laughs> uh, first job. Second job, I worked at Best Buy. I started off in car audio uh, sales, went to car audio supervisor, went from car audio supervisor to mobile installation technician. And uh, before I knew it, I was traveling around the region, um, firing underperforming supervisors and their staff, rehiring people. Um, you know, kind of a cool story is uh, a guy that I played football with and I'm still best friends with today. Um, was somebody who worked for me at that install bay and he uh, he ran the bay for me when I was doing the other bays and we used to fight over me having a number one bay and him being number two and kind of proud you know things that went on so I worked Best Buy for a while um, and because of my success there Best Buy actually is who ended up sending me to uh, uh, ECC Elgin Community College for small circuit and analysis uh, made it about a year and a half through there and then got recruited by IBW 117, became a union electrician and uh, was in that career for 11 years. But while I did that, I also had started my snow removal company um, at 19. So that kind of gets me to the next phase of things where I went from working at Best Buy, became a union electrician. I was an apprentice, didn't make enough money doing that, found out she was on the way, um, and I met a guy that needed some work for somebody to do uh, uh, a job for him. Actually, he plugged in too many Christmas lights to a circuit, tried it, um, decided to do some wiring at his house, really frowned upon, by the way, as a first-year apprentice doing side work. If the union found out, they would not have been happy, but I did it. That's where I met uh, one of my mentors, Howard. Um, owns a snow removal company, Great Lakes Snow Systems. And I, uh, you know, started working under him as a subcontractor. That worked out for a few years. Um, but something I realized about myself a long time ago was I am very much an alpha personality. Um, I like to do things my way. I like to hire people my way. I like to let people go my way. Um, so it kind of didn't work for me to work under someone as a sub and I knew it wasn't going to work for me to just run his company. I knew I was going to want it to be my company, my name. So hard decision I had to make to leave. Um, but you know, him and I, we've always had great respect for each other. 
never gone after his accounts. He's never gone after mine. Um, so, you know, worked out, everything worked out fine. So started LinkedIn Snow Solutions, um, all while I was still an electrician. And uh, that company has thrived, 290 employees strong. Now we uh, have achieved top 26 in the nation. And that's impressive because we only do snow removal in Northern Illinois. So we're a self-performing company here in Northern Illinois and we still have hit that spot. Um, then we went to Langton Group Landscaping um, and just business after business has grown from that start. Yeah, so then I guess going off that, how your original business idea changed and you already hit a couple of them, but what are the newer things that you have going on too that you... Yeah, so so what I've what I found that's always happened for me is um, I've had the ability to grow ideas and have supporting businesses to my core business. So new ideas that have come up now that I've seen over the past several years is okay, you know, when I got into snow removal, I said I was only going to be a snow contractor, and we became a snow contractor got dragged into landscaping. And I say dragged in because I really do not want to be a landscaper. I used to tell people, I make $44 an hour, what do I need to landscape for? Um, you know, I just, I had no need at the time, but the customers needed that. So the customers liked the level of service we provided them in snow removal, so they wanted that level in landscaping. Now, to answer your, you know, your question, you know, several, four years ago now, I, I see robotic lawn mowing. And I'll never forget the person at the Husqvarna booth said, oh, you're a landscaper, you own LinkedIn, you're never going to want this because it's going to take your jobs. And I said, listen, I'm an entrepreneur. I don't sit on a lawnmower. I hire people to sit on lawnmowers. Let me take a look at the technology. Um, so that I'm very excited and passionate about because that moment in time has made me realize the thing I'm most passionate about right now, which is taking our industry and uniting us, um, bringing, opening people's minds in our industry to realize that automation is our friend, not our enemy, to help them understand the numbers in a way that the manufacturer cannot, help them understand how to take an employee that they were using to do a job that had a ceiling that they could never pass. Um, you know, some people would call them glass ceilings, but basically someone that's going to cut grass for the rest of their life can never do anything other than cut grass unless you move them into hardscape or something else or management. So now one of the things that I feel like we do is, and I want to do is teach people to take that employee, put them in, in a better profit center and let something automated do what's going to cap that employee and keep them low income the rest of their life. Um, from that now comes the franchising idea, AOS franchising um, that we're, that we're uh, launching and doing super excited about that. Green magic homes are the distributorship for that. So LS tractors. I didn't even bring up LS tractors. <laughs> So, you know, I guess we'll get to a point where I list all those, but anyways, that's, that's kind of where I'm at. That's my work history. I uh, left the union years ago now, but still have some great friends. Um, 
and experiences that I took from that. And uh, I believe that that job offers me a unique perspective, not only on employees, because I have I, I'm that entrepreneur that has been on both sides. I, I'm the boss, but I've also been bossed. Um, and I know how I liked to be managed and how I hated to be managed. So I think that uh, having that experience has really helped um, make me well-rounded. And when it comes to being a business owner and having people and um, yeah, that's that I think. So has uh, prospecting changed at all for you, like from where you started to now, or is it? Well, the, about the only thing that's changed now how is. How you recommend other people to do it? Yeah, I mean, the only thing that's changed now is I'm teaching people to do what I did and then what John did um, to get this company started. Um, so I've always been a take take the bull by the horns kind of guy. So I don't I don't wait for a phone call to come in. I I look at an account and say, I want it. Much like I wanted to be a distributor at Green Magic Homes, much like I wanted to be a dealer at LS Tractor, much like I wanted to be a dealer for Husqvarna. So how I used to prospect and still do is I walk in the door and kind of goes like this, like, hi, I'm Joe Langton. What's it going to take for me to plow your parking lot this year? Hi, I'm Joe Langton. What's it going to take for me to put robotic lawnmowers it, your business this year. If you notice, can, here, like, let's just role play this. Like, let's do it. Julia, I'm Joe Langton. What's it going to take for me to plow your snow this year? Quality service, a good price, consistency. Just a few. Okay, good. All right. Could you have answered that question with a no? No. That's it. That's how we prospect. Um, so when you say prospecting, like, I, I basically look at areas that I want to expand in. I look at businesses that I want to partner with because there's some businesses I just don't want to work for. I've, I've always said to a customer, if they want such a low level of service, they have to remember it's going to be my truck or piece of equipment parked there. And I don't want people to think the service level they want is the service level we offer. So, so I, you know, if there's a reason why we work for Costco's, there's a reason why I work for Sam's Clubs. There's a reason why I work for Walmarts. There's, there's, there are companies that care about their image. Um, those are the companies we want to work for. Yeah. Um, you mentioned in your background a little bit, one of your mentors, uh, Howard. Are there any other ones that you have? Yeah. Well, I mean, so, you know, first and foremost, my mom and dad, um, you know, they taught me how to be not only a, business owner, but good, good parent. I hope you think I'm a good dad. Yeah, you're uh, right. <laughs> the, uh, you know, so there are mentors, um, my grandparents, definitely mentors of mine. Um, you know, my grandpa, I still, I say and do things right now that I feel like we're my grandpa. Um, you know, same thing with my grandma. Her name is Josephine and certain things I do, she'll say, Oh, it's good. I see why you're named after me. So I suppose she's a mentor. Um, the uh you know moving out of family yeah for sure i mean howard howard was um even though we parted ways kind of early he was influent and an influential mentor for me because i met him at a very young age of my life um and i still have a great deal of respect for him much as like i think he has for me um 
some guys I worked with as an electrician, uh, uh, you know, just a foreman, uh, his name's Brian Johnson. Um, I always was impressed. I never, never had to look for material with him. He always uh, had everything there that I needed. Um, you know, when I was an electrician, I remember working at a company called Associate Electric, which Nelly was the, uh, the person that was running that company. Now, now a friend of mine, Guy, and a couple other people are, in are on that company now. But I remember being in a meeting and there were 90 electricians and just dreaming that one day I might have a company with 90 people at a meeting. Now we do snow meetings and there's, there's so many people we have to have meetings over three days, you know, to know that I am now running companies that I only dreamed to run. It's, it's exciting. It's, it's like, hopefully people listening like are inspired by that because, you know, I, something I only dreamed about in my twenties, I'm doing in my forties. So, um, so those are some people and companies, mentors. Yeah. So new mentors, you know, um, you know, Gary Rabine, uh, ironic, you know, we ended up becoming neighbors a few years ago. Um, funny story with Gary, he'll laugh when he, when he listens to this, uh, he sees the robot. First conversation I ever have with Gary sees the robot and says, what's going to take to get one of those on my golf course. And, I'm like, well, this is the start of it right now, you know, and he, uh, he questions, uh, Gary, you might not remember this, but you'll remember when I say it, you said Langton group, this kind of sounds like Rabine group, you know, you didn't steal my name, did you? And I said, no, I, when I named my company, I didn't even know who your, who your company was. And we kind of chuckled and laughed about it, but you know, uh, looking at what, what he does and what he's built, uh, I definitely, you know, look up to what he's done and had some great conversations with him. Uh, he asked me to be a part of True Mentors. I was honored when he sent me that invitation. Um, it's one of the one of the most rewarding things I feel like I'm doing in my life right now is being a part of that organization with Quentin um, and, and a bunch of other people there. But uh, so yeah, so um, we had Gary, Frank Mariani somebody who I'm fortunate enough to be partnering with right now um, when it comes to um, supplying and helping with their outdoor automation. And uh, I hope to meet a bunch of Frank Mariani's through this. Um, I think there's a lot of landscape um, and uh, business owners out there that run great, great businesses that may not know everything that we know about automation. And I'm hoping that I can get them on this podcast and um, kind of let you guys hear us go back and forth, learning them learning about this, us learning about their company. And uh, yeah, so I'm open to, uh, to all doors and avenues at this point in my life. Yeah. Because we can always learn. That's true. Um, so what's like a, a day in the life of Joe Langton? What, what are your responsibilities? What do you do? Um, Have they changed? <laughs> do you do anything? Well, so, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, I suppose as, as I become more successful with business, there are some that think I do nothing. Um, but I, I believe I do more. I, I, know. I, I, I was I, joking. I was joking for the viewers. <laughs> I, I, uh, <clears throat> you know, as time goes on, more and more, I do more and more what I want to do and less of what I don't want to do. So I think anybody that works here can, can openly say if I was interviewing Langton, in, um, you know, 
employees or members on this podcast right now, I think any one of them would agree. I never ask anyone to do something I wouldn't do. So I plow snow, I dig ditches, I uh, dig trees in, I roll trees in, I, I do all the things everybody does, right? But I do less of that now because I trust that the people I have can do those things. Um, you know, I'm getting to a point where I'm not having to show up to every snow event anymore, which is great. I'm so excited about it. I mean, you have no idea. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll go back to Howard. Uh, I remember as a 20-year-old kid, as a matter of fact, I still remember, I was in Elgin. I'm sitting at a distribution house that he had, and I'm plowing, and Howard called and said, man, I need to go to sleep. I'm nauseous. I, I just, I have to go to sleep. And I remember thinking to myself, like, what the F is going on? Like, what does he mean he's got to sleep? I, I'm, you know, full of piss and vinegar. I'm a young guy. I'm, I'm out there pushing snow, just counting, counting, the, counting the, the flakes, you know, as they're coming out of the sky thinking about the dollar bills. And uh, now I'm 41 and I totally see what Howard said. And hopefully Howard, maybe, hopefully you'll be tuning into this the one day. Uh, yeah, you just can't do it. Like snow removal is a young man's game, young woman's game. Um, it, it starts to catch up to you. It's hard to be up all night. The longest I ever did was 57 hours. Hopefully I'll never do more than 57 hours because I have people that do that for me now. Um, so I still go out and do it. So they know that I respect that they do it. Um, but, you know, a day in a life for me is just networking, interacting with people, making them feel appreciated, making them feel needed. Um, but also staying out of their way and letting them do what I hired them for and not, um, you know, I think I, I do more of like guiding or steering at this point, you know? Yeah. Um, Um, how did you get to be an industry leader? You know, I think anyone that's an industry leader really only gets there because they assemble a great team of people. So we're industry leaders because of my brother, John. We're industry leaders because of Tanner, Tony, Kyle, um, you. Um, you know, I could go on and list all the people that work for us. Um, and honestly, some of the people don't still work for me. You know, unfortunately, sometimes people move on. Um, but I'm still an industry leader because of the time they put in. You know, at the end of the day, all companies are just an accumulation of what the other, what their people have built over the years. So I'm grateful for everybody that's ever been here. I'm grateful to, um, for anyone that's ever followed my leadership and lead and tried to build what I hope to build because without them, I wouldn't. So that's what I, that's what makes us successful. Yeah. So if you were starting all over again, you were back to your 19, 20 year old self, um, is there anything you'd tell them that would be like, or like to do that in that time period would have been invaluable to them. Like looking at it, like <laughs> to myself, you mean? Yeah, or to yourself. Like throwing it back to yourself. Like now talking to yourself. You know. That maybe didn't seem. You, you don't know. I mean, I um, I think that every for every ounce of success that I have today is because of a decision I made in the past that made me have to get better. So um, so I don't think I would really say anything. You know, 
And I don't even necessarily think I would tell myself to not be an electrician because it, like, all, comes into it all comes into play now. Um, I think that, you know, I've said this to people before, like when it comes to out, outdoor automation, I am a guy that owns a landscape company and a snow removal company who's gone to school for small circuitry and analysis, who was a union electrician. What do you need to know for robotic lawnmowers? Well, they're basically cell phones with wheels. <laughs> okay. Um, so small circuit and analysis, if there's a problem with one. Um, you need to know how to plug them in. And if you don't have a place to plug them in, how do you fix that? So we have a solar solution that we are testing right now. It was my electrical background that helps me do those load, load calculations. Um, the uh, <clears throat> Knowing if I can plug in an outlet, knowing that if there's a parking lot with 480 volt lighting or 277 volt lighting, we can put a step down transformer and still plug in a robotic lawnmower. These are things that people that didn't have my skill set and background would not know. So no regrets at all. Yeah, so that ties into the question too. Of then are there any regrets, which I guess you just answered no, but what were your biggest <laughs> business failures or challenges? So I'll come back. The only regret that I've ever felt like I've had in my life was, was were regrets that always proved out to be non-regrettable. So for instance, um, for a short period of time in my life, I regretted not playing college football. Um, but without, if I played college football, my favorite person in the world doesn't exist. Um, so at the end of the day, good thing I didn't play football. Um, I regretted getting divorced. <laughs> you know, that's, that, that was a regret. Um, but at the end of the day, had I not gotten a divorce, I don't meet Gretchen and Ray and Kevin and Brady. So, you know, something I hope to be a little bit inspirational on with this is sometimes things happen in your life that then you might see them as a failure in the moment. But if you give time, like the time to basically play itself out, at the end of the day, it's just a stepping stone and just a point in your life and it all passes. Um, so what, uh, what aspect are you most passionate about with everything you're doing? Obviously you're very passionate. Well, I mean, here's the thing. Automated, automating success is a podcast for a reason. The thing that I'm most passionate and excited about right now is anything that has to do with outdoor automation. Um, you see what's in the background of us with the robotic lawnmowers and I have a great relationship, in my opinion, with Husqvarna. Uh, they're engineers. Um, I can kind of speak to them on a level I don't think other uh, landscaping companies can. So, you know, my passion right now is being the bridge between the manufacturer and other contractors and getting technology in people's hands and helping um, landscapers understand how to convert that, which is uh, why I'm so passionate and excited about uh, automated outdoor franchising. So. Yeah. Um, so then going along with passion, what aspect of business are you most proud of and like proud of its success? So I'm proud of all the businesses' success. Um, I mean, I think any business owner that I have on the show or any business owner listening will realize that 
it, 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 maybe I'm wrong. Speaking from me, my point of view, um, it's kind of like when you ask a parent who their favorite kid is, you know, everyone. Well, well, for of, you, that's easy. You got one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have one with, well, steps, yeah. with step kids, yeah. but yeah, I mean, but, but the, the reality of it is every business that I own. Yeah. They're is, all special. To you is special in their own way. Yeah. Um, and, and they all tie into one, yeah, one core family. Yeah. So, so yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I'm excited about all of them, but, mm -hmm. but really, you know, right now I'm excited about the, the new opportunities. I mean, I, I think this is part of the whole serial entrepreneurial uh, disease. <laughs> I will call yeah. it, I guess is, you know, once I can get a business up and running, I'm proud of that. It's kind of like, it's kind of like a parent and when their kid moves out of the house, like they miss that they're kind of running on their own, but they realize they're off on their own and they can do their own thing now. That's kind of how I am with business. So I like to get businesses. I like to grow them. I like them to grow up. I like to find people to run them. And then I want to like have another one. Yeah, <laughs> so, so that's your vision with everything that is. Yeah. So that, that's what it is for me, you know, get them, get them to five, six million dollar businesses and let somebody run them and then start another business, get it to five, six million, five to six million. And then I come back and I think of a new idea. And that's really what's happening right now. Um, you know, LS tractor. I want to get that. I want to be, I will add, I want to be a number one dealer for that. Husqvarna. Right now we go between one and three um, in, in the country right now. I want to be number one all the time. So, you know, like that's, that's uh, kind of what's yeah. So do you think your vision will ever change as you get older or are you going to still have this drive to keep creating new branches? No, I don't think it's going to change. I, I think that, um, you know, I think people talk all the time about wanting to retire and looking forward to retirement. And honestly, at this stage of my life, retirement almost scares me. I, uh, I'm someone that gets bored very easy. So where I, not only we're on, take me on a vacation to a southern <laughs> climate. Love it. You uh, just I, get bored here. Uh, yeah, I just get bored here. I, I actually say Illinois might be the best place. I, I actually have said this. The reason there are so many businesses spawn from this area is because for people like me, if I'm not doing something with business, I'm like, what the hell am I doing here? Like there's there's really not that much good around here. I mean, you go to like Michigan, it's kind of good. But yeah, so I guess it's probably good that I don't live in Costa Rica because I probably wouldn't do anything. anything. I'd be like, nope, I'm done. I'm going to boogie board all day. But anyways. Um. What are your core values? What do you look for in the people that you hire and work with and surround yourself? So I think that I'm honest to a fault. And why I say that is because some people don't want to live the blunt honesty to bluntly hear what I think not of doing them. something right. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like I don't hold back. Um, if I don't like what somebody does, I tell them. If I do like what somebody does, I tell them. Um, but I expect that same thing. I want people that are going to be honest with me. I want honest customers. I want my employees to treat customers with respect, but on the other hand, I will fire customers for treating my my employees bad. Um, it's one of the things that I think a lot of my employees respect the most about me is uh, I have had some customers that have treated my employees bad and I just let the customer go. Because to me, um, my employees are, are my life. Uh, the customers, I can always turn into them. Um, now, there's going to be tons of business people that think that's the craziest thing they've ever heard before, but but this just that's me. That's the way it is. So um, 
honesty, um, integrity, loyalty. I'm a very loyal person. Um, and I hope and I expect people to be loyal to me. I've always said I'm your, I'm the nicest, I'm the nicest guy till I'm not. <laughs> so, you know, it's like, if you treat me well, I'll treat you well forever. Give you a shirt off my back. But uh, if you, if you screw me over. <laughs> Game on. <laughs> turns into a mission to, to re return the screwing, so, you know. So. Well, that being said, what do you think separates you from the competition? Um, our team. I mean, our team separates us. Definitely the people, um, number one. Secondly, the systems we have in place to measure what we do. Um, you know, I think there's so many businesses out there that, they think they think just showing up to work is the work, right? Like the, the hours are eight till five. So as long as we work from eight till five, we're doing our job. But that to me seems like practice, right? So like I think back to when I played football and it's like, I miss football. Like if I could go back and play football and not worry about getting hurt, I would. Um, but I hated practice. I hated practice because first I hated running. and did not like it, even though ironically, What's it? I, I got pretty good at running. Probably too good at running. What's the mile time? Actually, two and a half miles in 15 minutes. Okay. So you guys can do the math, break it down. Now I realize right now, 6'4, about 260, 270. Uh, maybe the camera makes me look 300. I don't know. But, <laughs> but, but, but that's what I am. But, uh, you know, 15 minute mile, 15 minute, two and a half mile. Not too bad. But anyhow, <laughs> um, but I hated it. I hated it for sure. But, uh, but the other thing I hate about practice is you just ran through the motions. So the only part that was fun was the game. But the game was only different because we kept score. So I think to myself, okay, I have this company. How do I allow the employees to not feel like they're working for nothing besides, or working just for a paycheck? Well, we have to keep score. We have to figure out who our top five people are in our bottom five, but we don't only have 10 people, right? So you take, you know, out of the snow removal people, 290 people, and you set them into categories. Um, and you say snow removal, or snow plowing, salting, plowing with the front end loader, shoveling, hand salting. You take all these different categories, and then you figure out top five and bottom five. But the people, you know this, they come in for their paychecks, and they want to know if they were top five that week. Um, this is a differentiator. This is something that makes us different. We're a self-performer. Um, so we don't use subcontractor model. We've used some subs here and there in the past. Never really seems to work out. Too many layers of management, billing, just it doesn't work out for us. Um, but uh, at, this, at this juncture. Now it has been working out. We've been doing work in other states. Um, and using a subcontractor model in those other states, but we're not even in that state to self-perform. Um, so, yeah. So differentiates you. So, um, what do you think? Uh, how is your business a blessing to other people? And in like that's in the business outside, like you know. Well, I like to think that the business is a blessing um, first, in the same way I feel like it's a blessing for us, which is just working with family. Yeah. I mean. Um, you know, I mean, it's like this, like me, you, Ray, Kevin, um, family live in the same house together. My brother, John, 
Tony, my cousin, Kyle, my cousin, Tanner, my prodigal son, Um, you know, so this, and you can just keep going on and on. Um, You know, my brother Matt has worked here through college. So Uncle Tony, my Uncle Tony, (laughs) (laughs) holy shit, I almost forgot Uncle T, Um, you know, all all family that's come through this place at one point or another. My dad uh, has driven trucks for us. He looks so proud when he sits in a truck that has our last name on it. So, um, you know, same reason, I think all of those people would be as excited and feel blessed as, as I do with that. Also, you know, um, people have made careers here, you know, so they are living their their best life working at this company um, and our and our companies. Um, so that's that's good. And then and now, you know, looking at what I believe we're this is probably the most important thing, what we're doing for the environment, you know. One of the things that I hope people can realize by listening to this podcast and working with us or just listening to the podcast is, you know, we don't, I'm a firm believer, we do not need government to make us do something that's good for the environment. We all live on this earth and whether we believe in climate change or not, we can't argue that less carbon is better. Okay. Um, so, and not only less carbon, less oil, less fuel, less, less any of that, right? Less thatch, less fertilizer, um, less weed spring. It's all better. So, so now what are things we're carrying? Okay. Franklin Robotics makes the weeder that no spray. Okay. We're not spraying for that. Um, Husqvarna, automowers, they mow every day, less thatch, um, less noise, battery whippers, battery blowers, less carbon footprint. You know, last year, just in one year alone, with our robotic fleet of lawnmowers, 27,000 pounds of carbon reduction, okay? And that wasn't even running the zero grid stuff or the off-grid stuff that we're doing now. That was actually plugging them into the wall and still taking into account that Illinois is a 50% coal, 50% nuclear state. Now we have setups at a pharmaceutical company right now that we're testing that are off-grid, all solar. So. Um, you know, we're doing some big things here. Yeah. So, um, so then how do you maintain your relationship with family while also focusing on your success and does it make a difference being successful versus the harder times? So first of all, if you are in my family, you know, I always want to win. You're a very competitive guy. (laughs) I'm one of the most competitive people you'll ever meet. Um, I, uh, so they, they already know, right? So if we're losing and I'm pissed off, they already know. I mean, they, they know I'm going to be <laughs> pissed off anyways. Um, secondly, though, you know, we've been fortunate enough to be successful. So it's easy to get along during the success. On the other hand, in the times that we've been less successful than we want to be, because that has happened. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like you're seeing a bunch of smiling here. I've dealt with a lot of a lot of bad times, times where customers didn't pay us. I, I had, um, you know, a customer we used to work for, Baker Square, went bankrupt. And we decided, screw this. We're not going to deal with that customer. They're going bankrupt. We're done with service. I, I'll tell any small business that does service for somebody, if you ever find out, if you get a letter from them saying, we're filing for a restructure bankruptcy, would you still be our vendor? Absolutely, be their vendor still. 
we made a decision. This is a lesson learned experience that we were not going to be the vendor anymore for, for a company going bankrupt. We did not get paid because once we weren't a vendor anymore, the courts didn't see us as a vendor to get paid. We went all the way to the bottom of the list. So there's been times where you don't get paid by a big national vendor that you're doing work for. And now all of a sudden that just starts a domino effect um, to pay vendors. Um, never, ever not been able to pay an employee like that is something that anybody that works here would say never, ever, 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 uh, <laughs> not, have we not paid an employee. Um, I think it's the easiest way to get mugged or shot. Um, so they always get paid. Um, but unfortunately, you know, then you got to go 90 days with some vendors and there's a little mud on your face from that. So, but we, but we get through it because that's what family does too, though, right? Like, like at the end of the day, if somebody beat up one of my brothers, you bet your ass I'm coming for you, you know? So that's the same thing in business by working with your family. Yeah. So I, I think it makes us stronger actually. Does working with family motivate you more? Um, so I'm always going to be motivated. Working with family is not going to motivate me any more or less. I suppose, um, I suppose when now, now that I'm looking at you um, as somebody that can, uh, you know, take one of these businesses and run with it, um, I suppose maybe yes for that um, because because you know I, I think what we're doing here as a father daughter um, business is is huge. Um, I don't think there's enough women in business in the first place. Um, so so I think that motivates me. Yeah. Um, are there any other exciting projects in the, that you uh, think will be coming up? Well, I mean, I'll put I'll put a little like uh, what do I want to call it? A little. Uh, Feeler out here, but basically, you know, the, the hope the hope with automating outdoor or uh, with with our quest to automate the outdoor world um, and the podcast automating success. I'm hoping that I won't only be interviewing landscapers um, or other people in the industry. It doesn't have to be landscapers, uh, municipalities that do field maintenance, golf courses, um, you know people maintaining soldier field. I mean, I, I, sky's the limit, right? But then also interview the manufacturers. You know, I hope to have an engineer from Husqvarna one day on or a, um, you know, president of like a Franklin Robotics, like companies like that, right? But then hopefully I can inspire other manufacturers of outdoor equipment, robotic yeah. field striping equipment, other robotic lawnmowers, um, just other outdoor solutions to come through us. Yeah. Um, so yeah, hopefully there's other dealer opportunities that come up that we don't even know about yet. And and I'm excited and I am certain that those opportunities will come. Yeah. So, so this one's a little bit more of a thinker. Any words of wisdom that you have uh, had, like that have helped change your life or your business for the better and help uh, well, so prove anything? So I'll tell you, you know, in uh, I think it was about 2015, and, and show how much we grew too, by the way, from from then till now. I mean, in 2015, we were probably doing a million and a half, two million dollars, and uh, we were really starting to turn the flame up 
you know, but we were not making more money. As a matter of fact, our profits were slipping. And that was about the only tough time we ever had. You know, John and I, we were doing a lot of arguing, trying to figure out why we were losing money. Was it the material? Was it the labor? Were we underbidding? What the hell was happening? Um, but what we ended up doing, which honestly my brother was not happy about at first, but we, uh, I talked to a management company that would help us put some systems in place to, to really monitor um, the money in and the money out. And, you know, at the end of the day, the systems we had to get us to 2 million were not the systems we needed to get us to 20 million. And the systems we had to get us to 20 million won't be the systems we need to get us to 100 million. So, um, you know, we had to make a hard decision to do that. We made an investment on ourselves, a um, couple hundred thousand dollar investment, as a matter of fact, but one of the best investments I ever made. It was a tough time. It was a tough year. The people here hated it. Uh, we put in, you know, job sheets and job packets and added 15 different layers of tracking that people could not stand. Um, but now that we have it, it's the only way I'd be doing this podcast. Yeah. It was a big lesson learned. So. Yeah. All right. Switch gears here to a, a less thoughtful one. Are there any books or movies? I, I guess for you, maybe TV shows that changed your life. Well, okay. So it's funny you bring up TV shows now. Okay. So books, absolutely not. So listen, uh, <laughs> Quentin, I'm, I, I'm sure Quentin, you're going to listen to this podcast. Uh, I, when I met you and we talked about true mentors, you gave me a book to read because Quentin likes to give everybody a book. Quentin, I got a, I have, uh, I got to tell you, I never read the book. It's still <laughs> sitting on my nightstand. As a matter of fact, I, I'm not a reader. Um, I think it's, it's funny to me because most people, most people see my success and they ask what books I've read and I don't read any. Um, I hated reading in high school. Couldn't stand it. I was fortunate to have a sister that did all my freaking homework in high school yeah. and some girls that did it too. Uh, I mean, I literally <laughs> would install a car stereo for somebody if they did my homework. I mean, I have been delegating work like that out my entire life. Um, so, no books. Now, movies, eh, not so much. TV shows, love Billions. It's one of my favorite shows. I love Billions. Um, I really like the show Secession right now. Um, they're really not inspirational, but you ask what shows I like. Those are the types <laughs> of shows that Joe Langton watches. Um, Ozark right now, I'm loving it. I'm totally binging that show. Like I said, so you know what it is for me? If That's I watch a show, any show, that I can try to figure out yeah, your problem solver. You what they're going to do. I like to put myself people. in the place of one of the main characters. So yeah. that, that's, that's what I like to do in my in the little bit of spare time I have. Yeah. So in your spare time, you do any working out, any, uh, you got <laughs> any health tips, um, <laughs> some keto recipes. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. So, so if anybody looks me up on Facebook or has watched me on Facebook, um, I've, done the HGH gel, keto diets. Do, I still do doTERRA, by the way. That, that's actually another thing I should have mentioned. doTERRA essential oils. Love them. Use them all the time. Uh, I'll never forget. I, I tried to sell one of my buddies from high school essential oils. And he went, let me get this straight. Joe Langton is selling essential oils? <laughs> like, I totally just about. But, but here's the thing. 
they work. I'm telling you, I believe in them. You can call them whatever you want, but they, but it, they work. I get their yeah, he gets that. a little angry, put some lavender on him. I do, I do, I do. I'm kind of calming. No, that's calming. I, I, I'm not an angry. Well, not guy, angry, but, but I'm saying you get worked up. You put yeah. some lavender on, and you're just yeah, yeah. So I put my diffuser right. on, a little peppermint if I don't feel good. But anyways, um, <laughs> okay. But workout tips. Yeah. Um, what's your workout routine? So, what's Joe Lincoln's okay. swole. So when Joe Langton is swole, which I'm really not that swole right now, but but when I am, um, first of all, keto diet, love it. I, I've gotten so good at keto that I have recipes that I put out. People think it looks like dog food when I put them out. And they they taste better than they. They look. taste way better than they look. Thank you for supporting me. Uh, yeah, I got you. Um, <laughs> but uh, keto, love it. Works. I think that. Most people, half the allergies we think we have are actually sugar allergies because I don't even know if you noticed in this video, I keep taking these deep breaths. Oh, it's because my dumb ass is eating sugar again. When I don't <laughs> eat sugar, I don't breathe hard. It's the craziest thing ever. Um, and I should probably go on keto after this this episode, but I won't See, maybe, right now. Well, maybe it's some motivation. I need some motivation. But anyways, um, so keto, love it. Um, workout tips, we'll go down and we'll curl a deck of cards. We have, we have never done that, but that is his workout tip. I refuse to do it. So Mike Corker and Aaron Hall and Brian Smith, just a few people that I still talk to that I played football with, they'll all understand what I was talking about when we were in high school. We used to take a deck of cards. We'd throw two 25-pound plates on a curling bar, and you shuffle the deck of cards, and you flip a card, and whatever the card says, you've got to curl. It literally destroys you. Okay, but it's fun. It's it's you know you're literally you get halfway through the workout and you're just praying you don't get a jack, a king, or a queen, um, because <laughs> like you you can't do it. Like you're just done with it, you know. But uh, yeah, so you know that's that's it. I mean, should, should I should I bring up the the whole push up sit up thing that I do that, that you might think is kind of dumb? So I mean, best, I didn't the, answer it, but he was going for it anyway. Best, so, sure. best, the, so the best workout <laughs> thing. If you don't work out all the time, you don't have to get a gym. yourself started. You don't have a gym. You do one push up, one sit up, two push ups, two sit ups, three, three, four, four, five, five, six, six. Right. Whatever you can get up to, you get the point, right? <laughs> Thanks for moving me along. <laughs> By the way, I will say in the future, when Julia wants me to move along, whoever's advertising for us, she'll just say that word. So in that case, what would you have said? Well, right now I'll say Husqvarna, and I'll say Husqvarna right now because you got off track. Let's get back to the workout. <laughs> okay. So. So basically what, what, uh, what it is though, it's, it's a good way to start when you get to the max, let's say you can only get up to five push-ups and five sit-ups, then you do five and then four, three, two, one. And you just keep doing one of those every night. Let's say I got up to doing a couple hundred of those a night. I was pretty proud of myself. That's it. That's my pretty workout slow. tip for you. Yeah. Yeah. I will not use that, but someone else might. Because <laughs> <laughs> you don't think you could do it? No, I definitely could I do it. I think you could do it. Listen, on, I'm, I'm probably basically stronger than you right now. I doubt that. I highly doubt that. Listen, let me have it, okay? <laughs> Fine. Just for that, I'm ending you on a uh, more thoughtful question. End it with a bang. What's your legacy? <laughs> what do you want it to be? So, um, wow, that's a deep one. So, so the legacy is a... I want to be known and remembered as uh, the person that brought the landscape industry together. I want to be the person that gets us to stop cutting each other's knees off 
gets us to realize that our time is worth something. We don't need practice to do the work we do every day. I hope to be the person that um, helps people realize that relationships like this are what it's about. Father, daughter, um, business secession. Um, you know, I saw a post on LinkedIn a while back that, you know, there was some father son business planning and business secession. And one of the things I commented and asked is, well, can we do father daughter? And the person on there was very nice and said, absolutely. But, you know, these are the things that I'm passionate about is to kind of break the ideas of, you know, businesses have to be a man's world. Um, I, I see the way you run this with me and there's a lot of things you do that are better than what I do. And I, so I'm very passionate and excited about that and making, you know, leaving you um, some groundworks to be as successful and actually more successful than me. So I suppose my legacy is for you to be more successful than me. Well, you're getting soft here. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, well, that's all the questions that I have. Are there any other topics you want to cover or is that? No, I mean, uh, that's it. I want to thank everybody for listening to our first episode of uh, Automating Success. Um, did we cover the music thing? I mean, it's hard to tell. It's hard to tell because this is take three, but I think this is going to be the winner. So I, I got to tell you because we haven't been asked yet. I think we did. And, uh, so we covered it. We might have covered it on the other one. So no, just in case we didn't, this is the <laughs> recap. So every podcast has a beginning song and an ending song. Julia and I, we disagree on those songs. So um, what we're going to do is we're going to play the song that I want. Maybe on my podcast interview, Julia, when I interview her in the next one, we'll start with her song. And uh, we're going to allow you guys to pick on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, um, or you can just send us an email. And, uh, and let us know what you like best or give us any suggestions. And then we also want to know, want you to know that we want this to be as interactive as possible. So we hope you guys will send us feedback on, you know, guests you hope that we can interview, um, product you hope that we can talk about. Any topics. Any topics that you guys want covered. Um, and if you're someone that listens to this podcast that uh, think you could offer some value in an interview, make sure you reach out to us. So. That's it. All right. One in the books. We're out. <laughs> See you later. Thank you so much for joining us today. I want to invite you to check out AutomatingSuccessShow.com where you can watch each episode's best business automation and growth strategies and download Joe's 11 keys to automating your business for maximum growth. Please follow us on Instagram at Automating Success Show for more helpful automating business tips, tricks, and silly memes on maximizing growth and productivity. If you felt any benefit from this show, please let us know by leaving an iTunes review, sharing this episode on social media and emailing a link to anyone you think would also find benefit feel like i'm gonna puke cause my taxes are due do my password begin with a one or a two been a hell of a ride but i'm thinking it's time to grow metronome man i'm up to something booty la thank you all for coming I hope you like the show, cause it's on a budget. So who did I do? Yeah, come on, here we go, yeah, come on. Here we go. Set.